Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Nursing Handover Podcast. Your favourite dynamic duo is back again. You've got Diane. Wow, I was going to merge our names together. <laughs> like we're one person. <laughs> Let me start again. You've got Diane and you've got me, Jerry, here for another episode. And we're here. We are here. So, 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 so. This episode, this, this is an interesting episode. For sure. For sure. So it's going to be a bit... I guess touchy in some aspects, but as you all have probably seen, they're dismantling what we know as Public Health England, which is quite... It doesn't even make sense. Like, it doesn't make sense. I think that's just what it is. does not make sense. Not at all, but who are we to say anything? When are they going to listen to us? In more DL, Public Health England, it was announced, I think, on... I don't remember when it was announced. But Matt Matt Hancock basically said that um, Public Health England have mismanaged the handling of coronavirus and they haven't responded in the way that they should have as basically a governing body. Hold on, hold on. So, Matt Hancock, want to go and stand with his chest and say this is he not the health secretary secretary mate do you, do you know what it is look bad it's just, it, i think what what the problem is is in this government their motto is blame culture yeah clearly all they yeah. seem to do is shift blame they shift blame from one person to another and i don't think it really makes sense as to why they would just dismantle it when so many people come under it already as it is. Yeah. So Public Health England was basically created in 2013 and it was under the former Health Secretary, Jeremy Hunt. Yeah. And basically the responsibilities were including preparing and responding to health-related emergencies. So like the pandemic. Yeah. Um. And basically the whole point of Public Health England is to bring together public health specialists from more than 70 organisations into a single public health service. Yeah. So they have an umbrella term for lots of public health workers to work together. I mean, you, you just, you can't blame a body for the mishandling no. of... A global, a global problem. Number one and number two, who do they take their orders from? The government. Who do they answer to? So to me, again, it's just shifting blame. It's them moving around. They're essentially moving around their indiscretions, their poor judgments, their poor management, and overhauling it to make it look like they're actively doing something. Yeah, I just think, like you said, it's. it's Definitely do with like I was about to say shift blame. Is that the way is that the term? What you mean in terms of what in terms of them like what in terms of them like moving the blame to other people? Yeah, like obviously they're saying like you know how they've handled corona and a few other things hasn't been great. But like you said a moment ago, who do they take their orders from? The government. As we have all seen, again, this is not a political podcast at all. Opinions I'm about to share are my own opinions, so please no one come to me. 
Um, if you look at our government, what have they done for us? And us, I don't mean specifically just me and you, Diane. I mean, like, nurses, healthcare, look at all the stuff yeah. that we've been through in the last six months. Yeah. And again, all of this all comes stems from our government, not even the health secretary, our government. That's who we have to yeah. answer to. So disbanding the, the public health England, I don't, I think there's so much more to it than just disbanding it because you can't, like you said, you can't blame a body for how things have been handled. Mm. We, like, let's be honest, people of today, we have never lived through a pandemic or anything like it. Even to the point that, you know, people out here queuing and food had to be rationed in the shops. Yeah. Like, we've never had to live that life. This is something that's new to everyone and we learn as we go along. Let's not lie. If, slash when, Corona 2.0 comes, we've developed ways of coping. The things will be always better next time round. I don't think it's fair to necessarily blame a particular body or a particular people to say, because you've handled it this way, we're going to disband you completely. No, because you still need those services. Who's going to mm. be the over the over the overall look around? Also, what's going to happen next? Yeah, you're disbanding it. You're doing all of this, but have you thought about next steps, like the immediate next steps? And also, as well, the people the are going to be out of jobs. The fact of the matter, also for me, is the first wave isn't finished. Yeah, and you're making this many changes because who decides when it finishes and who decides when the second one starts? Let's be honest, it hasn't started. I mean, not it hasn't started, it hasn't finished. Well, that's what I'm saying because it always people the second wave, the second wave. But when did the first one finish? There's no one's given us an end date for this one. So, so the fact that you're making changes like this during during the current situation because it's still very active, mm. you know, it's concerning, and I think. It, again, it just shows you like how unstable the government is in their decision making. Time they seem to be like a panic, or there seems to be this urge to to look like we're doing something, so we need to do something. And what a big shame it is at that, that. It's and just poor, what? very poor. What did you say? Sorry, I say it's so poor. It's it's very very poor and very embarrassing. It is. All I can think about, this sounds so silly, is in 20 years' time, some kid's history GCSE is going to say, in 2020, when the mass, when the pandemic ruled the nation, what, what health authority was disbanded? Yeah. Or something like that. Like, I don't know, it just seems like a stunt. It is such a shame that this has actually had to happen. My my issue is though is you're trying you're trying to dismantle a very big agency when you have a pandemic that you can't control in your own country. You still yeah. have a high rate of infection. Yes, maybe not many people are dying, but even again, you're playing with the numbers. So no one really knows what's going on. Yeah, what's accurate, what isn't accurate. And then the body that is supposed to be looking after all of this stuff is now being dismantled. So what does that mean? How is anyone supposed to interpret any of that information? Who's going to look up? Who's now going to look for these data? This data, sorry. Who's going to now look at this information if you've completely put this all off? What happens next? 
I just don't think that they've truly thought about this. I think it's just there's just a lot of things that are happening right now, right here, without people truly thinking about what the consequences are going to be from this. Mm. Okay, you like you've chosen to do this, but what's 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 going to be the immediate actions? Because let's be honest, people only think about the future, and as much as it is as much as great as it is to think about the future. We live in the in the now. What are we going to do between now and whenever whatever they create comes into play? Because you still need a governing body that we need to be taking advice from. Yeah. And what are we going to do? Just you know, all now start suddenly start making creating our own ways of doing it. I don't think so. And I think for me, my my concern is by removing Public Health England, they're going to make way for some kind of private company. And I think that the Tories are going to benefit. They're benefiting financially from all of this because surely to scrap a body like the Public Health of England would need an inquiry first and to go through failings to justify why you want it to to end. To just say you want to scrap it. So what is your plan B? If things get worse while you're trying to reorganise everything, then what do you do? What do we do? That is the question indeed. And I, and I think the worrying part is that Matt Hancock and Boris Johnson, they can't answer any of these questions. Not at all. Like, I would love for someone to put it to them on question time or something like that. You literally just watch them shake. They just, they just seem to wake up and think, right, how do we shift the blame from us? And how do we, how do money? we make them look bad? How do we find a way... To, to take all the attention, all the glare off of us. We're not the bad people. And they, boom, they they move. And what I don't understand is they have their hands in so many different pies. Oh, 100%. Today they want cherry pie. Tomorrow they want strawberry pie. The next day they want apple. You know, we're now in a recession that was declared, I think, this week. Mm-hmm. We're in public health England. We're grading children according to postcodes. We're not giving nurses pay rises. Um, How bad can this get? We didn't have enough ventilators that we were have, making rush orders. Um, we're Brexit. We don't know if we're Brexit. Like, the issues are ongoing and they seem to be getting worse. And every kind of community is being affected. I just, I don't get it. When do you think this is ever going to change? The problem is, though, is people need to vote. I mean, like Geraldine said, this isn't a, a, a political podcast. I think, unfortunately, a lot of the conversations end up becoming political because, unfortunately, every, everything to do with health in this country, so if you're not listening, and you, if you're listening, you're not from London, is government-based, I think I would say. Yeah. Like, and a lot of what's going on, the guidance is from the public, like wearing face coverings, like um yeah stuff like that that's that's a government mandatory law now you know oh boy i just think let's be honest we could we could have foreseen this or certain things for example maybe not necessarily public health expanded you could see well the government or the people overturning some someone because they're not happy with the way things have been treated yeah and also, we, let's be honest, from the moment people were working from home 
and people put on furlough, we knew that recession was coming in fast and thick. Of course. Because where and is all this money going to come from? That they're well, now, exactly. you know, increased, they've now increased what congestion charges. They want to take away travel for, for under 16. The jobs, not necessarily, not us necessarily in healthcare. Other jobs can't have bonuses. People can't come back from furlough. Like, there's, there's so many things. But I think if, like, if you look at it, though, all of these issues will somehow come into a health impact because we are going to be affected in a way of our services are going to be very heavily needed. People that have been furloughed, people that are going to end up getting depressed, that's going to require mental health support because they may have a breakdown. They may not be able to cope. They may be suffering. You're going to have children who are in poverty because if their parents don't work or don't have enough money, their carers can't provide for them. These kids are going to be malnourished. They're eating the wrong food. Honestly, you have kids who developmentally are going to be challenged. You honestly. know, you have old people who are going to be neglected. Like the, the impact. Yeah. Future than we think. Even like, I think about, for example, like I know for me last week at work, work has been very busy due to the cases. If you look at some of these cases and some of these reasons, or you look at A&E attendances, like you mentioned, like a lot of it is stemming from people's anxiety around what's going on. Like their mental, mm. the mental health attendances rocketing. People don't know what's going to happen next or when they're going to get their next meal or when they're going to be able to get back, have a job or go back to work, go back to school, all sorts. And also all the other things around that, about stepping outside the house. Yes, lockdown is easing. As much as they talk about it, we're not out of lockdown. No. It's easing, but things are opened and, you know, we can go out and do things. These things are still in place. Like, what's going to happen? Who's going to, who's to say that, you know, life is going to return back to normal to what it was pre-corona? The problem what is, even if, even if it does go back to normal, people already have the fear instilled in them. Yeah. You, have, you hear people say, oh, this person doesn't leave the house anymore because they're scared to catch corona. Like fear, fear is already in the air. Fear is, I think fear is more dangerous than corona itself. Of course, it's the because it's what you think inside, and it's your own interpretation from like how I could fear things could be very different to you, Diane, and very different to anyone that's listening. And I think the the failings of this country is that people do not feel safe. Yeah, my only thing I can really stress is the fact that I, for one. Don't necessarily think we should be blaming public health England for what it for what has happened only because like I said earlier none of us have ever lived through a pandemic we can only go things based on what we how we think things should happen mm. we to turn around and say you know things should have been done obviously hindsight is a beautiful thing whether it's healthcare whether in whatever aspect you're thinking about it Insight is a very beautiful thing. We can mm. all look back now to March and be like, you know, the school should have been shut down earlier. People should have been working home from ages. It should have been picked up in like January instead of instead of March, etc., etc. Sadly, you know, all that's happened now. We can't change it. All we can do is try and find an acceptable new way for us to continue, which I think a lot of people have. Don't get me wrong; like a lot of people have adjusted very well. However, things like fear and like new new life, the new norm that we're living in, 
It's not mm. easy for people, and it's even it's not easy for us. For example, like in the hospital setting, the fact that like you can't even have visitors. Yeah. As as nice as it is for us clinical staff, it's still something that you're shocked about. It took this, it took Corona to happen for this to be in place, that we could actually come to essentially a little bit to work conditions to an extent. Yeah. You know what I mean, because like. You know, sometimes when you're on the ward and you've got like all the family members known to man and everyone's making your life hell. No, you don't have that. You might get a phone call. That's about it. No one's coming into hospital because they don't need to. Which for us, that makes our lives that little bit easier. But look what it's taken for us to get there. And it's just going to turn back around. If the, if the NHS stays the way it is. And free. Boy, all I can say is, don't scrap public health England. Scrap the whole government, mate. Yeah, because like you, like we said, it's got to come from somewhere. Public there's not one. Just make there's not sick. one member of Parliament that has done anything noble, anything smart, or anything wise. And I'm not gonna lie to you. This has exposed them for what they are. They don't know what they're doing. The blind leading the blind. Literally. And honestly, all I can say is that when our when our time comes again to vote, people please exercise your vote and actually do it. Because Definitely. it's all good and well. A lot of people like around our age, for example, Diane, a lot of people saying, Yeah, you know, I don't vote because nothing's gonna change X, Y, and Z. It's not gonna change because you don't vote. Simple as. Mm. If you put your votes in for the for the parties that you want you'll see a difference, you'll see a change. I think, but also as well, it's important for people to understand that you're doing yourself a duty of care by voting because whoever governs your country impacts every aspect of your life. Yeah. And, you know, as bringing it back to, like, our purpose and what we do, you know, by voting for a party that champions you, that can affect you getting the best care, your mum getting the best care, your dad getting the best care. Yeah that can affect you being on a waiting list that can affect you a student having resources having placements to go to having a bursary you know that can affect a doctor's rotation that can affect mentorship in internships whatever like it's so impactful people don't understand the true meaning of what it is when you're saying you're going to vote honestly like i know obviously like i know we're not voting at the moment but reason these are the things that people should really be thinking about. Mm. Like it's all good and well talking about it right now. But when we was when we, it was time to vote, where were you? Were you there voting? Making decisions, making your voices heard? If not, what was your purpose? And really mm-hmm. truly you don't have a leg to stand on because you didn't go out and vote. Exactly. Again, like I said views the political views that are shared on this podcast are by us with our own interpretations we are no way you know political people essentially we share like these are just our views that we're sharing exactly but it's just such a big shame it is a big shame and, and i really hope about go on go on Gigi. I really hope whatever they decide to put in place of Public Health England does the job they want 
and sees the results they want. Yeah, and I think they need to really look at why they're why they're scrapping it. Yeah, and make sure that if they're going to bring a new body, that the body makes sense. Yeah, because you can't scrap another one because you don't like the way it's making you look. Because this to me is a cosmetic change. It's like we don't yeah. really like how it looks on our face, so we're going to change it. So. Let us watch, wait and see. Yes. And also share your own views if you feel like it's impacted you on any way. Most definitely. Do you work directly for Public Health England? Um, Are you somebody that has played a big part since it was formed? You know, how does this change affect you? Do you think you're going to keep your job, lose your job? It would be very interesting to connect and hear. Yeah, you know, also, what, what, how you feel? I feel like if you work in public health, like how does this feel? Because essentially, this is who you're governed by to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like, how how does this make you feel? What's yeah. next for you in terms of your jobs? Are these will you still have these jobs? This thing yeah. is up in the air, and I think like as much as we're talking about it now still so much more that can come of it this is just probably like what day two day three since they've announced it so i definitely say watch this space guys as we find out what is to happen mm-hmm. and um talking of talking of a shame obviously as um, Gigi and i were discussing the latest debacle when it comes to the a-level students Big time. All I have saying to Diane, all I can really stress is that if, because like we've got, um, I've probably said this already, but I know we've got a lot of like aspiring nurses and midwives and probably just anyone who's who's come across our podcast who is in the education setting. And if you were looking to go to uni or to further education of some sort and you didn't get the grade that you wanted, please, please, please do not be disheartened. And I understand it's a lot easier said than done. Honestly, you see this as a blessing in disguise. Like, take this time. If you don't decide to go to uni or to further education, take this time to reevaluate what you want to do and make sure it is what you want to do. But I was saying to Diane, like, it took me a long time to discover that I ever wanted to be a nurse. I originally was going to go to uni and do a youth work course because that's what my passion was in at that time. And I'm happy I didn't because at that time I wanted to go to uni just because my friends were going. And I'm glad I didn't because it's, that time made me made me reflect and think, no, what do I actually want to do? Mm. And what would I benefit from? Which for me, luckily, it was nursing. And I'm not saying, you know, nursing is the be all and end all. However, whatever it is that you decide to do, if you haven't been successful this time round, you will be eventually. I just want you to use this time wisely and don't be so down on yourself because at the end of the day, you'll find your calling and work towards it, whatever it may be, whether it's in, within healthcare or not. Please don't feel disheartened. Yeah, most definitely. I think... It's very unfortunate that, again, the government has messed up. This is something that they knew was coming and they couldn't get it together. 
at all. I truly I don't understand the rationale for great. And I think it'll be great if we could get a teacher, anyone, a teacher that's listening to like better explain almost yeah. what has happened or how it's impacted any of their students. Just because it's very difficult to understand how people's grades could have been so downgraded to the point people have missed out on their on their chances. However, and I guess they've had their futures played with essentially. However, as we saw, which doesn't surprise me, all independent schools their grades went up. Like how they've yeah. calculated this, I think, is very booky and very I'm gonna say conniving probably not the right word isn't it because it's spiteful it's very spiteful like i don't understand how depending on where you live determine what type of grades you should get or anything like that people work just as hard from whatever types of background Mm. like there could be many disadvantaged kids that may have tried very hard this year and it's a shame that you know school was closed and things happened the way it is i just and this comes down to the government, guys. So again, back to when you're voting, remember all of this. Mm. And if this has impacted you, like I'm really sorry if it hasn't been what you wanted. But I think it's a shame. And I think you know, well, what's today? Today's Tuesday, so on Thursday the GCSE results are going to come out. I can only mm. hope and pray that you know it may not be the same for them. Because as we've seen, that they've said they're now going to go on teachers' predicted predicted grades. I do hope that you know things work out for work out for people a lot mm. better than it did last week. Most definitely. Something I wanted to say and just just left my mind. Huh? It's something I wanted to say and it literally just <laughs> jumped in my head. Hopefully it will come back to you. Well Echoing what um, Gigi said without repeating what Gigi said, I think is the fact that um, it's a shame that the government feel that they can dictate who should get what grade. And it's so unfortunate that so many students have had to suffer because we're in a state of emergency, essentially. Uh And again, like everyone else, we've had to find new ways of working we've had to find new ways yeah i think it's just unfortunate that in an important time in a lot of young people's lives we've had to be in a pandemic and the fact that the people that you trust to give you the grades you deserve have played god with young people's lives Mm. is quite sad but yes that's what i wanted to say is the fact that the same way I think we created this platform was to be a voice for nursing is even more important now for young people to be their own voice yeah. and share their experience and talk about what's happened, express themselves the way they know how. There's never been more, any better time than now. Yeah. And like Geraldine did say, if you did get what you wanted, fantastic. If you didn't, don't be disheartened, but use this opportunity and turn it into a positive experience in some way. Yeah. You know, if you're someone that never speaks, this is the time to speak. If you're someone that got a good grade but sees an injustice for your friend, speak. You know, don't 
allow this to silence you. This is the time to stand up, be united, and say your mind freely. Yeah. Let's see, I can't honestly that's like the perfect ending to that. But no. Honestly guys. It makes I don't know, it feels like this episode has been a downer, but it's just that like there's so much that has happened. It's just it's just as the weeks go on, different things happen and unfortunately they're so impactful and they're such big big things. Yeah. You know? Like I honestly just can't believe it. Uh, in a week, in a space of like five days. Look at what has happened. Five days, guys. Today is Tuesday. Oh, well, today is whatever day you guys are listening to this. But yeah. We are recording this on a Tuesday, and in the last five days, all of this has happened. Exactly. Like, I couldn't think of anything. Well, there's a lot of other worse things, but this is just as bad. 100. Can't agree more. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Where do we go from here, Diane? Well, we're still going to be nursing because, you know, that's what we do. All I can say is whatever happens with the NHS, whether they prioritise it or not, we're still, we're still going to be here because we said we're still going to be nursing and everything, as always, will fall back onto health as it does. Yeah. Because it's the one that health, people can't live Health is the, is the bedrock of society. Boy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to trademark that that line <laughs> before anyone else goes for it. I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna. It's the truth. It's, it's the truth. Nothing else changes. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, baby girl. It is what it, it really is. No, guys. Without sounding like we downers, because we're not. I mean, this is just the current. Issues in health, not even just in health. The news at this moment in time, this seems to be society and it's the decisions that are being made. Yeah, all of us, like we don't have a say, we don't have any choice. We just have to accept it. Mhm. I cannot stress this enough. When it's time to vote, guys, remember all of this. Like you, people that go out there and vote for Tories, remember all of this. Yeah, most definitely. And just utilise your vote like me. But on that note, I think we've discussed our topics that we had. Yeah, we've covered well. We've we've actually we've we've delved into so many different themes, but they all link back to the same same thing, more or less, which is the incompetence of the government and the suffering of society. Yeah. We can only wait and see what's going to happen. Hopefully, things will work out for the best. Let's hope. Mm-hmm. I'm not holding my breath, but you know, each their own. Yeah, we as if we just keep it moving, we keep positive, and we hope for the best. Yeah. On that note, guys, if you have if you have any thoughts or any questions about what we discussed, please feel free to hit us up. We may not have the answers, but we will always signpost you to someone that does, or at least go and search information for you and see how we can best work together to sort out our issues. Most definitely. Feel free to hit us up on our email address at the nursing handover podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on our social media 
at the nursing handover podcast i don't know how i forgot that <laughs> go to bed this week. Um, also hit us up on our personals for diana's yes it's jelly bean with three l's and two a's please don't ask me why you know what jelly bean is <laughs> And guys, yeah, we want to hear from you. We want you guys to be interactive with us. So please, follow at us by any means. And, you know, yes. some topics to ask. Just ask us anything. Like, we're here. We're here. We, we, we promise we're going to be more visible. We will. We will. We'll be more visible, definitely. We're getting there. We're learning, guys. We're still babies. We're learning. Yeah. We're learning. Please don't hate on us. We're trying. <laughs> But no, we can't do this without you. So honestly, thank you guys. And please keep hitting us up back with your feedback and we will continue to strive the best. Amen. So guys, we bid you farewell. That is the same, I think. Yeah, we'll love you and leave you. Stay blessed, stay healthy, stay safe, wash your hands. Wear your masks, the white ray round. Yes. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye.